Okay, at least now we're live. Uh, what is up, everybody? Welcome back to the Cousin Cecil Show episode. I want to say it's going to be uh, 22, maybe 23, 23, maybe. Doing this all in the future. But uh, this week, I'm like I said, we're going to do something special. And uh, we got a, I got, well, my cousin who just got into the game industry this uh, year, I believe. If he wants to, right? Yep, he's this year. Okay, just making sure. But yeah, he uh, got into uh, the game industry. I'm pretty confident we can't even say where he works. I don't even know if I can even joke and like rhyme where he. No, is. no, no, probably not. It's probably for the best not to do okay. that. Okay. <laughs> but yeah, uh, we're gonna just uh, talk and see. I, w- I had some questions for him, like see what. Uh, how you know entering the game industry on a really terrible year was, but back to that, uh, everyone, please welcome uh, Cody. How are you? I'm doing good. And then uh, I guess uh, real quick, let's uh, get that over with. Um, you want to at least give out your like title of like you know your job title? Yeah, yeah. I'm a software engineer. Uh, I I'd been in. Uh, public safety prior to moving to the game industry for like what, five, six, seven years. I can't remember. It's been a while. Uh, but just kind of recently made the switch, something I always wanted to do. So I, I know that for a fact. But but yeah, I'm just more, um, I guess more before we gave into like, you know, just like, you know, what you've been playing and stuff. But uh, how did you, how did the job, your prior job, open the door for this job? Uh, so I was actually working on server-side code on my previous job, like web applications. So uh, when I made the switch, I just kind of made the switch for server-side code, right? So I don't really necessarily work on like the graphical portion of a of a game or anything like that, but I I still work on like online services and things like that. So since that's such a a big component of the gaming industry these days, it was a pretty easy switch. For uh, for layman's terms, so you just kind of more like sounds like security or like just building the foundation for like an online game. Uh, so it's like online interfaces and functionality, right? So like all that data has to go somewhere, right? Right. When when you're doing an action in the game, or in any application really, uh, that that action has to go somewhere before it it actually comes back to the other player and is processed, right? And depending on the game, sometimes all of that processing and all that logic is on on the server, uh, which adds a layer of security. Or sometimes you have games that are P2P, player-to-player, right? And yeah. each player uh, kind of processes the, the information redundantly, which is when you get into weird scenarios of one player sees something, another player sees something different, and you have to somehow resolve that. So Okay. Well, yeah, obviously you can't say where you work, but knowing where you work and knowing uh, your studio is definitely working on some big-ass titles that very need probably a lot of you for their focus. They've been and also been earning a lot of money for the past couple of years, too. Probably can't even say that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no, I try to keep it vague, but I was like, I, I, I know. I mean, it, the gaming, like, just to, to put a, a bow on that, like, the gaming industry right now as a whole is doing a lot better than most other industries, right? Right. Uh, with everyone being at home and being forced to be at home, then we're, we're in a, a scenario of just lots of people spending a lot more time and money on video games prior prior to this year, right? Right. So they COVID, have, uh, COVID that... unfortunately, one of the good results is it, it has provided an extra layer of job security for some industries more than others. But. They, uh, well, like uh, almost like Benji Sales and all these other people that run all the numbers, they said we've been almost double, maybe triple the, the last year's amount of spending in our games. So, yeah, that's definitely a, a good sign, but before we get into like you know the special, I do want to hear it because obviously I'm a bad uh, uh, family member because I lucked out because obviously you're my cousin, but um, <laughs> I'm a I'm a bad family member, so I didn't haven't got to hear your whole year about that. But uh, anyway, before we get into all that, but 
Uh, how has been your year just in life and also what, you know, what you've been playing? Uh, I mean, this year started out great, uh, because it was, uh, besides COVID itself, because yeah. it, you know, Final Fantasy VII Remake came out this year. So I spent, uh, a week straight just beating that through and through. I didn't platinum it on PlayStation, but I, uh, Amateur. I do plan to, I, I plan on platinum <laughs> and going back and getting that platinum trophy prior to the, uh, part two to that. So I'm just, well, uh, got, I want, I want to savor it, you know? Yeah. So. You got like four years till part two if they're the holiday hey, song. there, man. Hey, man. Just, don't, don't disappoint me like that. Uh, I didn't disappoint you. I was, <laughs> I was upset when I, cause I did platinum it and I did, uh, I was like, all right, when's play, uh, part two and then those, uh, yeah, you, I mean, I'm guessing three to four years, right? Since, well, no, but like the, who's the fucking game director? The game director who did this, he's like this. Oh. Yeah, I don't, man, do I feel like doing part two? He's like, he already was given up. I'm like, oh shit. No, no, no. I, th- I think that's a little bit of a veiled response, right? I think, uh, there's a lot of hints that this has actually been planned, uh, for a very long time, uh, longer than we expect, especially, if you, uh, without getting into spoilers, if you look at the, uh, subtitles, uh, there's a very key pattern that happens between the original version, Advent Children, Dirge of Cerebrus, uh, and there's a specific chapter in the latest version that has led that this is a, probably a lot bigger meta timeline than, than we know. And obviously if you've played the game and beat it, you've, you've already figured out that this isn't. This isn't the Final Fantasy VII. Yeah, it's it's okay because I, you know me, I don't give a fuck. Especially since it came out so early, you had time to play it. No, I'm not going to spoil it here either. But just the idea of, yes, you could even just know that uh, from the first twenty minutes when you saw the newest kind of enemy, you're like, oh, this is definitely going to be a different idea. Yeah. Concept, but uh, have you played anything else? Like anything that also might want to catch your eye? Because I know I got you. I got you on the game of the year one, which is going to be the one prior, one week prior to this one coming out. So we already got your answer there, but <laughs> you can also bring it up. But also the idea of anything else that's been highlighted. Did you like? Uh, did you play Ghost of Tsushima? Did you like that? I actually didn't play Ghost. Uh, I was I was gonna get around to that, but um, just between work and everything, I, I kind of got sucked into some other stuff. Of course, I got sucked back into like World of Warcraft Shadowlands. Cause I hate myself. Uh, so, but then I like got through that content within like 24 hours and was just immediately time gated. And I got frustrated by that. Played a lot of league of legends. For some reason I got sucked back into that this year. I found like a group of five that have been playing like clash and stuff with. So that's been kind of a interesting experience of doing weekend tournaments and instantly losing. Uh, <laughs> and, uh, Let's see. I played The Last of Us. I finally, I, I, I actually, I'll, I'll admit, I, uh, I never played The Last of Us until this year. Uh, it took me a really long time to get around to that. Uh, and <laughs> now, now I, now I have. Uh, so I, Last of Us 2 is on the docket. I got a free code for that. So I've been kind of having that on the back burner. I tend to, I tend to just like leave single player games there and sit in the background because I'm like, oh, I can get to those anytime. So I end up getting sucked back into all the multiplayer games because A, my competitive rush kicks in and, and B, it's just like I tend to gravitate what my friends are playing. Um, played a lot of Destiny 2 earlier in the year before I got bit, bit by that once again. Um, <laughs> so, uh, I, I mean, I, Destiny. I'm already, I'm on, on this side already because I've been telling, I think I just said on the last one. Uh, Destiny 2 is my abusive boyfriend. Yeah, yeah, like, I, I love Destiny 2. I, I really do have a special place in my heart. But, He's a dirty I never had, I never had that, that wow moment that I had, like, during the Taken King back on Destiny 1. I, I, I kept wanting it to happen. I felt like Forsaken was, like, a really great expansion. And then we just got, like, you know, Shadowlands. Like Shadow or Shadowkeep, sorry. Let's <laughs> say. Same response. Um, where it's just like, here's some content. Now come back every week and get maybe a little snack and and, and never resolve anything for a whole year. 
uh, and then come out with another big expansion. So it's like, I almost wish they would just not come out with a yearly expansion. Just just make it every two years and give me a full experience every time instead. But I just... wonder. I wonder if now once they they've at least uh, been more transparent, saying, "Listen, we removed shit from the original game and we brought back like you know the Cosmodrome and stuff." I wonder if this could help them maybe take that pot like one year delay, but also at the same time. People are thriving for those content because I was wondering if you got Beyond Light. I yeah, I got it. I, I, oh, I uh, there you go, you dirt. You said he'll change. I can't wait for next week. You're gonna have a black guy say no, he didn't change. Uh, well, yeah. I mean, I played through all of Beyond Light's story. Uh, that took me pretty quick. It was better than than Shadowkeep for sure. Um, I, I got good. really frustrated today because the the patch. Uh, dropped for for the PS5 version, right? So I, I got a PS5. Mm-hmm. I, I, I had to go so through some hoops to get that. That was a frustrating experience. I was able to obtain three. Uh, my my friend obtained two, and that's how I obtained one. <laughs> so I lucked out. Uh, I um because of following the the Twitter world and uh cheap ass gamer said, uh hey. Uh, GameStops are doing it right now, and I drove and I got the last one of this one in the town I live in. Yeah, and lucked out there, and then also I got the I I also got the direct email from PlayStation themselves. Yeah. Oh, see, I never got that. I was really mad because I like signed up for that really early. You, and, you gotta uh, you gotta be playing these cheap platinums like I do. <laughs> of course, it's related to that. I, I, uh-huh. I'm assuming. I don't know why Greg Miller didn't get one. I yeah. but I did. Something more important. <laughs> But, uh, so, I was, like, everyone was talking about how, like, great Destiny 2 felt again on, on, uh, the PS5, and I'm, like, sitting there, I'm, like, dude, this is exactly the same as the PS, PS4 Pro, like, no different, right? Come to find out, just to get to the PS, there's a separate version oh, of yeah, the whole yeah. game mm-hmm. that you have to install separately, and then it keeps the old version around, like, why do I even want my PS4 version on here? You're- and, like, by default, switches to the PS4 version, so I have to like go in, select the specific version, three three menus in. I was like, Sony, like the one thing you always like just kill me over is your your interfaces are garbage. <laughs> so I I lucked out because like I I I uh, downloaded it and I always double check, make sure because I want to make sure I got the right one. I was also first of all. I had to give Destiny 2 a more uh, congrats on. I'm used to, because I never had a PS4 Pro. Yeah. So I did see a dig. Oh, yeah, but also you didn't see it yet. There is a, it's pretty amazing seeing it in 60 frames on a console, but the idea of, I'm used to doing that. I'm deleting Destiny 2. And then middle of the year, I'm going to re-download Destiny 2. And they had to go through that whole little install. Uh, I, I learned my lesson. I just never uninstalled it. <laughs> well, I did it this couple times, and then I was more impressed that the PS5 one literally is the one download to your system, and then it was start. Yeah. I yep. was like, whoa. But, um, and then I got the, I haven't bought it, but the, the idea of seeing Europa and getting to just walk maybe three steps, and I'm like, change my field of view. I'm like, oh, yep. you ain't tricking me, but it looks good. I wanted to try, because, oh. The, the, yeah, I maxed out the field of view today uh, once I finally figured out how everything was. And, man, I'm telling you, when I'm in, like, like I just hopped into the tower and I looked around and I instantly felt the difference in frame rate. I, wanna, like, I do want to play a game of Crucible. I've seen people say there's some bugginess in this new Crucible setup. Like they say, oh, Crucible's broken, but I do want to see the 120 hertz. Oh, uh, dude, yeah, the, the the crucible of stasis, especially as a warlock, it's, it's kind of broken. So, oh, okay. Yeah, I, it's... I no thoughts. <laughs> but um, did you? Okay, well, did also just because it's the night of, did you get to play any cyberpunk or am I? I I I opened up the cre- uh, character creator right right after I logged off for the day. Yeah. Uh, because it was like perfect timing with the uh, the launch. Uh, even though it was. A really confusing like release time and date thing. Like I thought it was coming out tomorrow, and then I was like, "Oh no, it's today because it's December 10th, Poland." 
So, um, oh. yeah, so I, I booted that up, uh, messed around with the character creator, realized I could put a, a dick on a chick and was like, well, that, that is the most advanced character creator I've ever seen right there. Um, I was going to say that's, I just, I think that's going to be my go-to because I have that, I lucked out. I wanted a, I want a sweepstakes on Twitter. So I have it being mailed to me, a copy of Cyberpunk. Yeah. And I was like, I'm watching people today. I was like watching like just right before this, Dr. Disrespect. And uh, earlier this morning, I was watching uh, a girlfriend reviews, whatever they're and like, they had such a long process just looking at their characters and building them. <laughs> it was, it was way too much. But and it's I'm awesome. So I think the, I think the go-to is going to be a uh, chick, big tits, huge dick. <laughs> I think that's going to be the, I think that's going to be my, my, my go-to, my go-to. Yeah, I I I I was thoroughly impressed. It reminded me of uh did you ever play Age of Conan back back in the day when uh, uh, that MMO released? I have just on the console and yes, I saw the that that's what everybody thought. I wouldn't thought this was going to have that that slider from Conan well, like yeah, the, that was Conan Exiles, but yeah, but even before that when Funcom made their MMO of Conan. Oh, no, 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 no. It it had like breast sliders and stuff like that and it had like new like full nudity and everyone was aghast back then about it and now i no one even really is like oh my gosh it's video games are such a horrible thing anymore like you don't you don't hear that uh that hate that you a, a new lawsuit every week about video games either being too violent too sexualized too whatever there's some there is a little controversy because i'd rather at least say it for my weebs that for some reason this got the okay but uh anime titties are being censored on playstation now oh really wait yes. what what <laughs> like, what do you mean by they, they were, uh, they were, sent, like, getting censored, like? Like, the older ones, like, let's say, like, that first generation of Vita generation times, like, the Monster Mono piece, or the, I, I can't, uh, re- I can't, re- don't quote me, because I'm not, I don't know the games, but I know that yeah. the newer, like, sure. those newer type of, <laughs> um, weeby, like, just chick, like, anime chick games, they can yeah. kind of get, like, censored, kind of like how Devil May Cry 5 had, uh, on the Xbox, you can have the bare ass, but on PS5, there was a glaring, like, oh, uh, yeah, yeah, light out of her asshole. I'm like, whoa. That, uh, that's the, the, the Japanese, like, censoring, like, they're just an American company on the names. It's yeah. just weird. Yeah. yeah. But, but this one doesn't, it's okay. You can, yeah, you can have a, like I said, big tits, huge dick, but. But. Uh, Circumcised or uncircumcised, yeah. by the way. Not, not that I spent time see my options, but I definitely spent time looking at all my options. I was watch I was watching people and right? they they really are yeah, they stood there too. But <laughs> anyway uh so obviously I'm glad to know right you never caught like you've been safe. No no like I I mean I'm a I'm a pretty I, I mean you know like my dad's situation and he's he's diabetic and stuff so the only risk I took is during the biggest lull during the summer, came back home for like three months. I was safe most of the time, but pro- any other than that, I uh, yeah, I I've been staying indoors. I you know get takeout. I don't really dine out or anything, besides maybe uh an outdoor restaurant here or there. Never had to do like uh, I you probably had to do a test because of high working. Uh, no, I never had to do a test because okay. we're 100% working. We're, I mean, like most industries, uh, back in March, California basically was like, hey, if you're not essential, there's no reason you yeah. should be at work. So I, I don't really know of anybody who's still like working in an office, uh, it, it, like in, in the software industry in general, actually, right. at the moment. So yeah, no, I, I work at my desk. My, my, my place of work is three feet from my TV, so. <laughs> so, like, I guess we'll get right into that question, like, you know, how was entering this big studio in, under this COVID-19 year, like? Man, when I first showed up, it was kind of like a party, almost. It was crazy, like, work hard, play hard community, Lo- love the people I work with, right? But then within two months, it was like, like, so I, I moved out west, you know, mm-hmm. Uh, took a road trip the day after Christmas, arrived here early January and started working. And uh, was it March? The first week of March? 
all of California went into lockdown. Uh, so it was a jarring experience because I, I was just getting to know these people, just starting to make friends, and it kind of like the rug was pulled out underneath me now. I mean, I still communicate with a lot of these people every day. Right. I still like play like some tabletop games on the weekends with some of these guys, still play video games and stuff like this. So it's not like I've completely like disconnected from these people, but I definitely think that there's like a clear, clear like distancing that's, that that's kind of happened, uh, that probably wouldn't have happened had COVID-19 not happened. So I, I definitely don't feel like there's as, as strong of a sense of community as, as when I first arrived. And it definitely has been rough. Definitely was kind of, kind of took a toll on my psyche for a while there, which made me come back to Michigan for a couple months, reset oh, myself. Bet. And, uh, once I did that and came back out here, I've been, I've been in a pretty good place. A little sad because I'm not coming back home for Christmas. Um, just because numbers are back on the rise and I don't really want to put my, my dad or stepdad at risk because they're both pretty, uh, risky groups of people. Yeah. So, no, but, that's I was the the proper side of America definitely is on your side of that. That's totally legit ways of looking at it. Uh, obviously, more happy to hear because obviously I've never I knew that you didn't have it because it would have been it would have went through the grapevine of me hearing about it. But the idea of just more happy, I know, I know it's, that's where I think it'd be crazy. Like this basically extended you to be the freshman for like a whole nother year. Yeah. So the idea that you're, you know, you're working on bonds through Zoom or fucking emails, but like the idea that's still not that same, uh, cause that goes into the thing. Like, do you think this, uh, do you think this is truly, uh, COVID-19 is affecting like studios or, you know, oh, approach I mean, ab- absolutely. Right. Like, yeah. yeah, I mean, you, you've seen this in the news. Like people have been explicit about this. Like timelines have been pushed back. I mean, look at, Things like cyberpunk, right? That, that was supposed to come back way back when. Who knows if that actually was going to come out way back when. Uh, but it definitely was impacted partially by this drastic, drastic change in workforce. Like everyone's working remote. This is like across the world's being this way. Um, you have, I think there's three or four Shadowlands got delayed. Um, man. I'm pretty sure like there's three or four other games that all specified, hey, COVID-19, we had to change the way we work. And like I see it around me every day. Like It's weird because I don't know if I'm working more, I'm working less. The day kind of blurs together. Like one thing I'm one at one moment, I'm working. The next I'm like, some days it's like 7, 8 o'clock at night. And I'm like, I don't know if I'm working more or if I'm just like, working slower or faster there's some days i feel great about it other days i'm like man i just really wish i could like turn my chair around and talk to a coworker and talk about this problem i'm having oh, I bet. and it's it's definitely taking a toll for all of software engineering there's a lot of us that are nerdy and like introverted but i don't think they realize that we're only introverted in uncomfortable settings <laughs> and that when we're around People of our people, ilk. Yeah. yeah, we're actually a very social group of people, and uh, I think that's why I like how introverts, period, are. Because, yeah, 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 it just takes a while to warm up to people, and and you don't realize how much you actually rely on those social interactions every day of your life. Oh, I bet um, I was because the reason I break that up just so that we kind of keep it close to the, the current events, uh, because like you know we've had multiple directors leave various studios and they they said COVID in the the conversation but like you know I wonder does this probably halt the the idea of creativity more than I than maybe like the public knows the idea I'm, sh- of- I'm sure it does like the the idea that you can't effectively collaborate with person on on the spot drop of a hat right yeah. Like, there's people, especially kids are at home constantly, I'm, and, like, you're constantly getting distracted by that kind of stuff. Um, so, like, the, the people who could have worked 
like heads down and then like could collaborate with the other creative minds. Like that's kind of gone, right? You're, yeah. And it's really hard to have the same effectiveness over things, even like Zoom, right? Yeah. It's just not the same. It will never be the same. It probably and, also it probably also affects the idea of if the team thought of something to like let's change this up, and like the director has to go talk to like his boss and say the approval. It probably affected that a lot more. Oh yeah. People, because the reason I brought that up is because. Like, uh, you know, there's a there's a definitely a formula in gaming and game stuff. So, like the idea of like, I bet money Ubisoft probably had the least like uh, troublesome way of like, this is how we're gonna do this. Don't worry, you guys are gonna do it at uh, at home, but we're just gonna do the Ubisoft formula of our open world. So, it shouldn't be that much uh, questions here, questions there. You have like. You want to put something funny here, that's no problem, but because you're going to keep to the same formula. Yeah, I, I see, like that, that's a, I can't really comment too, too much yeah. on that, but. Yeah. Probably because I said a direct name, but yeah. <laughs> it's, uh, it definitely, definitely changes things and it changes the conversation. Where I used to be able to knock on a door and get an answer and a question. Right. And people, if you had an idea and you wanted to express interest in something, I can get in somebody's face immediately and they have to respond to me. Right. By, by just my presence. It's a lot easier to ignore somebody (laughs) in the remote world where (laughs) I can just be like, I don't really want to talk to this person and I'm just not going to respond until, I don't know, tomorrow. Maybe they'll probably forget about it if it's not urgent sort of thing, right? Right. So, it's it's just a, a it's it's a matter of communication and I think I think people just aren't communicating as much as before. That's just what it boils down to. Have you uh like going into more like, you know, back to positive stuff. Have you ever <laughs> what was like uh you had like a awe moment in the game industry? Yet, or did like COVID fuck that up? Like, uh, it sounds like I, I guess what do you what do you mean by awe moment? I guess like I guess I guess it's probably probably under wraps. You can't say it. So like, I bet money as a game enthusiast prior, your probably your biggest awe moment was seeing some undisclosed things you can't talk about, right? Oh, absolutely! Like the moment that you're on the in, right? The moment yeah. that you're in the know was probably the coolest moment ever, and uh. That just being able to like know that there's things going on in the game industry that other people don't is is a fun a fun thing to know. I could I can but, I can imagine. <laughs> I mean I, I mean every time I get a question I just love I'm like I can troll people right now. I, but I, I tend to not troll people because uh, you don't want to accidentally give out yeah. real information. Right. Have you so, have you had a like a a boom of like your social medias from this? Like people know? Uh, no, no, because I besides yeah, I I tend I tend not to advertise or talk about it. I I tend to try to keep my social life circles, separate yeah. circles from my my uh, my professional life. I was only asking because how you said you could troll people. I'm thinking like. <laughs> no, it's, it's more like my like younger cousins and stuff like that. Oh, well, so besides, know. I know you're probably fucking with me when I just ask you a question. Oh, I mean, absolutely. I mean, I got to, old. you know, I got to dangle the carrot a little bit. Ozzy, I can keep a secret. I know I have this <laughs> podcast, but no. But uh, what is it? Uh, the idea of, I guess, see, also, I feel for you in the sense of. I'm really hoping, I would like, well, we can do this, of course, do this again, but, um, do, uh, I want to hear, like, the idea of down the road, not right now, but, like, if you get to, like, do E3, or if you got to do, like, a Gamescom, but you're on that, you know, the opposite side of the, you know, you're not on the waiting list, you're in the booth. Uh I don't think you'll be, I don't know about your position, get you that, like that job. probably honestly probably not i mean the the th- i can attend those things as like a uh or what do you call it um of like a volunteer cuz usually it's game industry professionals that get yeah. first pick on the volunteer jobs and stuff but 
uh, I I don't like as I said before. I'm 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 like a server side person. Yeah. No, I. I guess I just more maybe because again, mine goes into that champagne dreams of like, yeah, you're <laughs> in, you get to do this or that, and like, there's probably not, but I prep money, you probably at least get free tickets to the expo. So the idea of like, oh man, that'd be cool, just to know that, yeah, you got like, yep, I helped that. Yeah, I mean, cool. it's, I, I think, yeah, I, I, I mean, if there's ever conferences again, I, I plan on attending as many as I'm, I'm welcome to. That's definitely for sure. Um, but right now, who knows if conferences exist or if it's just going to be streaming videos from now on, which is just kind of kind of a sad pivot. But I I kind of saw that one coming long ago. E3 kind of was a shell of itself back then, back compared to back when like when we were growing up, right? Yeah. Um, it. I kind of hope. They do, like, you know, there's ways to work around that. Hopefully, like, if anything, they want to do like these expos, don't just stick to the video. Like, you could set, there's no crime to do, like, even, like, just because they do a lot of behind-closed-door demos. Or they could just make up a, a public demo and just, you know, have the same bullshit of, like, yeah, this is not a finished product. Like, just like PT was, but the idea of, yeah. like, just, like, you know, experimental of like a tease the teaser like here's some features that we're think toying with or whatever i think the the problem you get with that is uh the whole reason they stopped doing demos for a long time right demos inherently actually hurt sales on average than helped them if you had anything wrong with it um especially with experimental features where you're like oh this is actually garbage like like you don't want to leave a a bad first impression of, of a prototype, right? Because people are going to think that's the final product. Are you allowed to have um, express feeling? Well, not you know, pu- you know, personal feelings. I'm like, like that. The reason I say that is like you know, with Cyberpunk coming out, the idea of they had like that E3 demo that they had all the influencers go in and like they praised it and they said, "Wow, this is amazing." And then this this week in particular, they had like, yeah. Um, Text reviews are re- uh, allowed, but if you do a video review of your text, you have to use this B-roll until I until think today. X date and stuff like yeah. that. Do you think? Do you, I think that one, this one in particular, just had a little bit too much. Uh, Dude, there's so much hype around this game. I know. No, I get that, but I think it's. <laughs> I just think it's odd because everybody, because it's definitely getting it's getting praise reviews, but the verbal the verbalness of studio or uh, sites sound like it's like a mixed bag of just probably they just didn't like, I think it's more, they probably just didn't like getting the game coming in hot in the term. I just think it's odd that like, um, like giant bomb who doesn't do are, uh, you know, graded reviews, but they yeah. do, the, they're like, there are some they're qual- qualitative it, reviews, yeah. right? They're commentary. They're they're expressing feelings. They yeah. they might give you like a synopsis at the end of like a a yay or nay, but at the they end of the like, day, yeah. they try to be critical and they're trying to be objective. Which, um, because of numerical scores in the past, they yeah kind of become a bit of a it goes toxic into like thing. It, it made it made uh, them to have like a whole hour discussion with both Jeffs this Tuesday. And they they sounded like they were down on it, but at the same time, it's I think it goes into like I think it goes into American perception on like adult themes too. Yeah. But the, the bugs, but the idea that they had all these sites make I'm gonna call them fake, but like B-roll review videos, not showing any of the jank that they're saying in the video, but they're just showing all this uh, perfect videos. I think that was kind of fucked up. Uh, the the it's a it's a it's a tightrope to walk on, right? Um, it's one of those things of I understand the sentiment where if you already know you're gonna have a day one patch that's gonna fix a lot of things, it's it's just bad publicity if you have like this buggy mess and that's what they're commenting on. Uh, which gets back to me of like, how about we just stop with like the the pre-release versions of games and handing them out and just you know have them review the final product like oh, well, that's I, just, yeah. I, I, I'm kind of like I've always been kind of anti-pre-order 
anti a lot of things because it just it feeds into the hype machine and it I I usually am pretty reserved about about buying games unless I'm like a hardcore fan. I'm like, you know what, even if it's trash I'm gonna play it, so I might as well just buy it. Right. Like <laughs> having like a hundred percent blind faith of Final Fantasy Seven, a game I have like tattooed on my arm. Hmm. Uh just going in and buying it, right? Like that's the type of time I, I pre order because I just know I'm gonna get it. But most other scenarios I'm like this is this is the whole reason of why pre-ordering and like releasing these like I don't want to say modified narratives but like limiting what people can or cannot talk about the game before it releases and stuff like that it just it kind of creates this distrust between consumer and and uh developer and do you think that also goes into uh Maybe like those, how influencers are around this, like this certain game, like even like with the, some group would call like the army of yellow chairs. Because of obviously all those cyberpunk chairs and they're oh. the ones that's pushing the narrative of like, I mean, you, you guys, know, like, trust me guys, it's going to be great. <laughs> you, you, you're, you're talking about now, now you're getting into like influencers and like sponsorships and stuff like that. And, it's it's one of those things that has existed in marketing in one way, shape, or form for all right. time, and that's just don't don't. This is why like just use your own critical thought and processes. Don't like buy into. You got to remember, streamers aren't like true professionals. I mean, they are. They like I, I don't want to get flack for saying that either. Like these people spend a lot of hard. A lot of time and effort into an image and all that kind of stuff, but at the same time, they're just people. And I think, I think people are starting to idolize influencers a little too much. I mean, we we see it all all the time. It's getting kind of creepy, even at times. Um, I'm trying to do a podcast to become one of those, but no. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, The idea of I guess because I, you know, I don't want to keep dragging on this because it is a, it's a tightrope spot. But the idea of, I do feel for a a blind consumer that has, uh, I think people call it the FOMO, like that that feeling yeah. of the anxiety of missing out on the hype. Yeah, yeah. And then the idea of your, you know, you have a personality you do like, and my only part that I don't like is you had two months prior of hype, 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 and when it's getting really close to the end zone, you're starting to sound, make them sound like they're, they're trying to talk more neutral about it, and then they can have an opinion when it launches, which I don't like, but obviously that's how I'd probably leave it on that bad boy if yeah. you want, because get you off the software thing that might get you a sweat of bullets over like Key and Peele. <laughs> uh, yeah. But I was more also wondering... Uh, this question I have is, I was listening to the Moore's Law is Dead podcast, and he was, he had a person from the industry, kind of like you, but his, so we were more clear for the listeners. The guy that was on this prior podcast I was listening to, he said he was in the part of the industry that is evolving kind of like, uh, if the, if the team had trouble trying to guide a player with like, let's say they want, they needed the player to climb in the room. This person's there to help suggest, like, you know, people use maybe ladders into the hallway and all that shit so people look up. So he's part of that team. He's not directly a developer, developer kind of like in your position. Yeah. But he said in shorter terms, the PS5's SSD is so fast in the PS5. Like, the old term used to be, like, consoles are holding back PCs, you know, for gaming. For, yeah. Uh, originality and like going farther past the the board like you know the bar now but this this gentleman said it's more now that the game design of today is slowing the ps5's innovation like can you comment or agree to this idea uh i mean personally i'm not i'm not as involved in those conversations what i can say this from a hardware perspective as like a software engineer um PCs and games are not that much different anymore. And I would also go on to say that graphically, I don't think you're going to see 
the leaps and bounds that we have in previous generations anymore. Really? Uh, and this is 100% just opinion, right? Yeah. Uh, just to be clear. 100% opinion. Set in stone for the company yeah. or nothing. This is just your opinion. Your but opinion. but like as you've seen, uh, this generation, you're not seeing like you've already seen this, right? You have some graphical fidelity that's been boosted, like with the PS5, right? There's yeah. a lot of pretty games, but these pretty games compared to the PS4, right? The big differences you see are performance now. What are yeah. we talking about? What's the conversation about? And you're talking about load times, right? People can't stand sitting here and waiting 60 seconds, three minutes, 10 minutes more wind uh, <laughs> to get into a game. Right. Yeah. Uh, and you're, you're seeing the other thing. I don't, I don't know if anybody else is aware of the hype around the PS five controller, but I think that thing is way bigger, should be way, like way more of the conversation than any, like the looks and feels of things, right? Like look, we're talking about performance and how you play should be the center of the conversation from here on out. Because like the haptic feedback and like the the responsiveness of the controller, I think, is crazy and has so many cool things that could be done in game. The other day I was playing Demon Souls, right? Yeah. And you can uh, draw back the bow, and as you're pressing down on the right trigger, you get about a third of the way down. And it provides force feedback of you can feel the bowstring draw back. Like that type of like feedback is a lot more immersive than than graphical fidelity, in my opinion, at this point. Because I'm I might see more grass on the ground and stuff like that, but you're not seeing like things look more realistic because they already look realistic, right? Yeah. You see better shaders, things like that now. There, yeah. There's also stick to that dual sense thing. Like my first time seeing the real, like, whoa, that's what it's for, was during Astro's Playroom. Not during the whole, uh, the levels. Yeah. But during the when you're trying to play with the the claw machine. Yeah. And I was just not sure. You know, you just get in that uh, rhythm of playing, and I'm squeezing the trigger, and I'm noticing like it's not going down all the way. Not the controller part, but the, I'm like. Why isn't he not like it's? It looks like it's struggling. I look down and it's pushing my finger back to just the halfway mark. I didn't even get to crank it all the way down for the the slot machine like pull. And yeah. Now I'm like, whoa, that was felt pretty. Uh, it felt kind of crazy. Like that's how much those help. And then now a bigger one, which I'm not playing no more. But Warframe has some really good triggers. Yeah. Adaptation for. Uh, the PS5. I'm very impressed with like the the feeling of the guns, which I know Call of Duty did all that shit. But the idea of for a free to play game for anybody who's listening to just try out the dual scent trigger. But uh, okay. Then also, then I guess my question would be with that, uh, would with the dual sense controller in mind, without also like you know, is it in conversations in the in the in studios? I can't speak for my studio, but I can guarantee you those controllers and those types of things. It's like it's like PSVR. It's always going to be a conversation. Right? I was more because okay, yeah. Again, can't really directly say, but I also I guess more how I see it. I'm more impressed that I've heard seen more third parties now at a launch supporting it. <clears throat> so I'm hoping that the conversation is going past. 2021 you know what i'm saying yeah i like, mean if, if it's if it's there now and especially as you see uh players get a lot of hype around it yeah right i just and don't want, want to third parties that. give up because uh sounds dumb because they have to worry on the other you know the other half of the industry i don't want them to say you know xbox don't have it not because of you know just it is what it is but the idea of like we put this much effort on one, one skew. The, so talking from a business perspective, right? Yeah. If Sony thinks it's that important and really wants to make sales, they're going to make it happen one way or another, right? And whether that means like forming agreements with companies, doing other things, they're going to make it happen, right? If they think it's that important. And I think... You, you'll see this throughout time. It's just like kind of like Xbox really 
really pushing the Game Pass thing, right? Like that's their thing. Sony's sticking to the tried and true, right? They're sticking to the consoles. So I think you're just going to see different approaches, but I don't think that means that developers aren't going to put extra effort in to make the experience better for one platform over the other just because they're like, well, this platform doesn't doesn't offer that, right? Is it really and, difficult to like? And I know you're not. I know you're not. I'm making you answer questions that you're not even. It's not even yeah. in your description. But like, is it that hard to put in like the code for like? Yeah, we're gonna just. We are gonna. Is it a very hard feat to do? I, I can't. I literally can't comment on that. Oh really? Like, oh yeah. God damn. <laughs> no, like, like I, I can't. I can't comment really on anything about development and oh, okay. either a because either I don't have that experience or B I just shouldn't comment on those kind of things right like okay. well yeah well and then leading off that like what do you think the direction of the industry is heading like these streaming yeah. platforms of the future or more or are the or is that gonna be like the parallel to the old school direction and, until internet and broadband is a solid thing everywhere streaming isn't going to be a thing. Um, it just, it, it requires, like, I wanted so bad to love Stadia, right? I, I got a Founders Edition, pre-ordered it. I was, like, one of the first people. I, I Man, I wanted, I wanted it so bad to, to be really good. But, like, I just remember uh, trying out Destiny because it was a game I could compare, right? immediately because I, I as i said before i played a lot of wrestling uh and i get on it and and it wasn't that lag right like that wasn't my problem with it it looked like a ps3 game like i could tell it was like either an old skew or the graphics were turned way down like like if you're gonna give me that convenience like it needs to look just as good as, as the real things right okay. um my 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 opinion on this is I think in the long term, uh, especially you see like Xbox Project X, right? Xbox Project X, uh, trying to do the same thing, but in a slightly different, more uh, hybrid model. I think that's where you're going to see things start to lead. I mean, they all, all the big gaming companies have a version of this. And I think over time, that's where gaming as a whole, it just makes sense for it to go, right? Yeah. Especially since people have a screen in their pocket at all times, right? Uh, but I don't think that time is now. Um, I just think that it it doesn't provide the same level of experience. Uh, it doesn't feel as gratifying as a console, and honestly, I just don't think it's like saving people that much money, right? Like right. you, you're saving the upfront cost, but I, th I think that in this day and age, a lot of people can afford even the, the more expensive co consoles that are coming out now just by saving up for a little bit and people aren't like rushing out the door. I mean, people are rushing out the door to go get a PS5, right? Don't get yeah. <laughs> But at the same time, I think there's plenty of people that are cool with sticking to the last gen until PS5 has a big set of games uh, that are available to it. Um, so I, I think that until consoles become so expensive for the consumer that it's not really affordable anymore, there's no reason for the consumer to pivot to those streaming services. I wonder if there, I wonder what would be like the, the mark of like, this is too much and people start pivoting because like five I don't know, maybe, maybe a few more games that are like 200 gigs of Call of Duty. <laughs> like, <laughs> oh, okay. I was gonna say because I was I was gonna say the system, like five hundred bucks, seems a lot in, in I guess day and age, especially with this pandemic thing. But yeah, I mean, of COVID, I but even, yeah, but it's cheaper, a lot cheaper than a computer, right? Yeah, it's it's something that most people, if they save up time a little, like given a a year or so, most people probably could save up in that time for a PS5, right? Right. No, I'm just more trying to get into the idea of... So I wonder if how you said it, I'm more for the listener idea. Like, 
I think our bar for what is too expensive for a console is probably a lot farther out than we think because if, if computer people will pay for, I'm making a fucking number, but like, you know, 1200 bucks is a, a low end fucking PC sometimes. Like, and why, I don't see where. Is it though? If you build your own? I don't like, know. I don't, you're I, no I feel more. like 12, $1,200 for a PC can get you the same performance as most consoles, but that's still $700 than most consoles. Without the fancy the controllers, yeah. without the sealed ecosystem that is like performance tuned specifically for that machine, uh, but yeah, like even even at that, let's let's say that if I had a choice between like I could have a PC or I could have a twelve hundred dollar console that is the most streamlined thing ever, like it would be a tough decision for me. Even then, I mean, it's expensive. And I would definitely start considering like, <laughs> is there super cheap options like this, like Stadia, right? That that saved me twelve hundred dollars. Twelve hundred dollars is a lot bigger of a conversation than five hundred dollars. I know I went into that idea, but I'm saying the idea of like the next generation, if there is one, which probably will be. But the idea of like if they had to jump up to six hundred dollars or six fifty, I don't yeah. think people will be like. This is the final straw yet, so that means that gives another that gives another stretch of seven years to five five to seven years. Yeah. For streaming, try to try you know try to pick up the people that are saying this is too much yet. So I'm like, hmm, that's an interesting thing for me. I, I think the 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 bigger issue with the streaming services right now, besides um, I'd say Xbox, is with Google is notorious for killing off things. So there's a lot of like consumer distrust there. And Amazon with Luna is Amazon. Uh, like, I mean, look at their track record for video games. Hasn't been great so far. And uh, I think that a lot of people are like, it's like they, they barely know that that's even a thing. I you don't like think, uh, you don't think there's a, any worry with Microsoft? I know that they run a, the software company that has the same exact shit going on for years, but. You know, like they, how they did with Mixer. I know it's a streaming service, but the idea that they, they canned that after they had a foundation of people living off of it, you know. I feel like Mixer was uh, slightly different. Uh, it was something that wasn't as well established as, like, the Xbox brand itself. Uh, they don't have as much control over the content going into Mixer, right? Like, you have a lot of user-generated content okay. versus a game... I mean, look at Microsoft. They bought so many games, and now like they're basically like for five to ten dollars a month, you get an insane library like Netflix. It's just a way better model, right? Do you it's, think that was a? Do you think? Uh, I don't know if you can say it. Like the idea of if they they don't make Bethesda games uh, exclusive, do you think that's a a bad call on the uh, like why? Why don't you just work on like making contracts saying, yeah, you give us the games first, kind of like a Sony move they did? Uh, I think that. Hmm. I don't have a really good comment on that. Like, I haven't really thought about that too much. Just because, as as a consumer who owns a PC and a PS5, um, it doesn't really bother me. Like, I'm going to get the game either way. I think as a whole platform exclusives are bad for the consumer, good for the corporation, <laughs> right? Uh, but personally, uh, it doesn't make a difference to me because Xbox already came out and said, like, what, right? Like, they're going to always release everything for the PC as well now. So I don't even have a reason to get an Xbox, honestly. I, I don't see myself getting an Xbox. Well, well, you kind of did say it. Like, granted, you might not like the... Uh exclusives but that's what made you buy the ps5 is the exclusives oh yeah exactly is 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 like i have a pc i get all the xbox exclusives and now i get my playstation exclusives like that's all oh, i need right again it goes into like it goes into the idea of anybody was just a console gamer yeah get both games because you don't miss out but the idea i'm trying to say was for me i'm only gonna probably get a ps5 just because of financials or preference yeah so the idea of they had the whole call, like, yep, we got the, we bought Bethesda, woo! And we were gonna do it for, it's for Game Pass, blah, blah, blah. 
Yep. But then the idea they spent seven point five billion to just give you guys maybe a not you, but a six to twelve month window for Xbox to have Bethesda, then they still bring it out to PlayStation. I, I think they've already kind of said they're probably gonna have exclusives, right? They're gonna they're gonna make uh like console exclusives for the Xbox. But not the big ones. The big ones that matter for the the uh the bills. We'll, <laughs> we'll see. I, I I'm very skeptical about that, right? Like, I'm also one I, I hope they do. Just because I rather know Xbox at least got a W for something like they're trying to push because I don't at the, the, I, at the end of the day, man, I think the W is Xbox Game Pass. Like I think that that is the W, right? I I guess I'm I guess if you haven't listened, the idea I'm on that plane of thinking it's gonna be like a it, it could implode on itself. The idea man, I, of, I, I don't see it happening, at least for their first-party games. And they have so many first-party games now. Like, they've, they've now. eaten up so many companies now. Yeah, but again, that's now. And then also, the idea of we have, if you listen to the the people on, on the field, there's a lot of people that get these weird deals that they find that they are getting discounted prices of Game Pass for a lot X longer than probably Microsoft expected. Oh, you mean like how you could, uh, if you bought one month at a time, you can have like a $2 game pass for the next five years or whatever? Yeah. Yeah. I know it's a, it, I know they're taking, cause they have clearly, they have Papa Bill for money. They don't really, you know, I, I get that part, but the idea of like, I just think the implosion, I understand they have a foundation now with 23 studios. Yeah. Oh, so I'm looking forward to hearing what they do, but also at the same time, if if uh, they're trying to say this to their their consumers, the main top dog Xbox people, yeah, you got these exclusives. I know you can do it for cheap because of Game Pass, but PlayStation still gets these games too. So there's no, you know what I mean? That's the yeah. part I'm like, yeah, whatever. But yeah, uh, look, I won't even take you that long. I have one more last question. It's uh, why'd you uh, why'd you make MSU look so bad in 2004 NCA football? What? <laughs> I was the uh, the old college football we played on GameCube. Why'd you make MSU look so bad? And I was able to beat you with Michigan with white girl playbooks of just hail marys and trying to run. Because <laughs> I don't I don't play sports games, man. You I did, don't you did. Don't fucking change the narrative now. Because on PS2, you bought the 05 version just to, you know, you're like, yeah, this feels good on this game. But the GameCube one, you're like, Fuck You know what's game. funny, though, is I was an MSU fan, and then I went off to the University of Michigan. <laughs> so I, uh, I've i definitely changed my tune, tune anyways. Uh, and it doesn't matter, because whatever team I pick, they lose. So it's okay. Like, it, it's, it's well established that as soon as I started uh, – yeah, once you attending start... the University of Michigan, it was the yeah. fall of Michigan, Thanks. and uh, while I was a fan of MSU, they were utter garbage too. So it's it's fine. It's just how it is. Are you a secret Lions fan? Is that why we're having? A Dude, absolutely. I I will never give up on the Lions. Wow, well, thanks. So we're down. We're <laughs> down. <laughs> but all right, I guess yeah, I won't keep you longer. Um, do you have anything you got? Not plug, plug, but the idea, like, do you want anybody? <laughs> you want anybody? Do you want any follows? Do you want to say you can follow? No you? way, man. <laughs> I, I don't want anyone following me. I don't want anybody adding me as a friend. Uh, don't talk to me. Uh. <laughs> All right. Until next time, yeah. Thanks for telling us about the league, Metal Gear Solid, and uh, the Silent. No, I'm just. Kidding. No, no, <laughs> no. Please don't say that. No. Uh, but all right, again, I guess uh, for everyone, that was it, this episode. And um, thank you guys for listening. You guys can follow me at MikeFowler93 on Twitter, twitch.tv slash CousinCecil. You can watch me put two hours of blue screen because I, I took two Benadryls and I didn't see that they uh, they had some errors on their streaming thing on PS5 yet. <laughs> uh, yeah, apparently, if you didn't know this, you stream off your PS5 and you had YouTube uh, on I can't like stream, the, so well on the back <laughs> on the back burner of like just play or whatever. Yeah, uh, it makes your screen be blue 
because it's a DCHP some bullshit guideline. Yeah. They have YouTube under it. So you have to close this app. But things I learned on the long through trials and tribulations. Because I was playing. Did you play the Pathless yet on the PS5 or? I haven't. It's good. It? it, I platinumed it. It was great. <laughs> I've been on a fucking, I've been on a fucking rampage of platinums. I cheated on Destiny 2 because Destiny 2, uh, if you reload it, I have my, I just popped the platinum in two seconds because I had it on PS4. <laughs> but again, guys, thank you guys so much for listening. Uh, till next time, be good to each other. Thanks. Peace. Peace, peace.